This is Pause for Thought, a podcast brought to you by Animal Therapies Limited. 70% of veterinarians know of at least one colleague who has taken their own life, and almost the same number are experiencing mental health issues within their own practice. It's a horrifying statistic, and one reason why veterinary pharmaceutical company Elanco has partnered with Animal Therapies Limited to offer support to Australian veterinarians in crisis. Today we are talking to Dr. Kate McPherson, Animal Wellbeing Lead at Elanco. Dr. Kate McPherson, welcome to Pause for Thought today. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Kate, I doubt that many people in the community are aware of the acute pressures that veterinarians have to deal with on a daily basis. Can you give me an insight into a typical day in a veterinarian's life? Certainly. So um, the sort of issues, I, I guess, over the whole industry at the moment, if you're looking at sort of a veterinarian in practice, they're having to work very, very long hours. So a typical day for a veterinarian may be a 12-hour day with very little breaks. Those days, generally a typical vet's day will start off with consultations in the morning, then surgeries in the middle of the day, then back into consultation. And you can be dealing with anything from something that is very simple to something that is horrifically complicated or very sick animals or injured animals, and you're trying to fit them all in into one day. So the days are very long. There's very little break. And it is just some days you just do not get a reprieve from just having to constantly go and manage clients' expectations and also your own staff. If you have nurses working for you, you've got to be um, conscious of them as well. An experienced veterinarian may need to also oversee a new graduate and other people. So it it can be a very full-on, crazy working environment. So the mental health issues are are pretty serious, as I understand it. From what I've read, the the Australian Veterinary Association says that the sector urgently needs mental health support to address not only the alarming suicide rate, but also to stem the tide of many vets leaving the profession due to stress and burnout. How serious is this? Oh, look, it is an issue that is absolutely crippling the industry, in my opinion, at the moment. At the moment, we have 70% of veterinarians would know someone who has committed suicide or has had a peer commit suicide. Um, And 67% of vets are actually experiencing mental health issues within the practice. I guess it's one of those silent things that people don't understand that this is what vets go through. I think a lot of people such as consumers or pet parents think a vet has a really happy time. You're playing with animals all day. You're doing something you love. You get paid lots and lots of money to do it. And the actual reality that is so far from the case, um, vets have a business to treat animals. They don't do it because they want to play with animals days. Their business is to treat animals. And that treatment can be positive and bad. They may be telling someone who is in tears in front of them the animal is to die. And then quite often the client's initial reaction will be anger at the vet. And so they're not only having to deal with client expectations and grief, they're having to deal with, make decisions to euthanise animals, euthanise healthy animals, deal with that sort of thing. And it's just the lack of, I guess, public perception that this is what they go through. And vets 
have to be strong. They have to keep going. And I think there is a big stigma of reaching out for help or admitting that you need help. But this is why Elanco is very excited to partner with Animal Therapies Limited in that we want to provide these resources to vets. We want to show them that we are, uh, as a company, wanting to support vets and vet nurses and vet students um, with mental health issues, that we take it very seriously. We value them strongly as a customer. It fits in with what Alanco stands for with our pet partnership and our pet pledge. So we're very excited to be being part of this pilot program to provide mental health resources to vets. And what difference do you think animal-assisted therapy can make to vets? Because, you know, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think most people think, well, they treat animals for a living. What difference is animal-assisted therapy going to make? Well, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, so people, um, you think, oh, were you with animals all day? Why do you want to go out and you need therapy? To deal with an animal in a clinic situation, you're dealing with an owner, you're dealing with a sick animal, and and probably an animal doesn't want to be there. Um, So you're focused on that sort of business end of looking at the animal. Going into a therapy situation where you're away from the business side of it, and you are actually now concentrating on your own emotional and mental health needs. Animals do help bring benefits to people and they do help sort of with endorphin release and oxytocin and and relaxing. And I think if you can actually associate with an animal while you're talking to a therapist, it just helps make it normalise a little bit. So you're not sort of sitting on a couch speaking one-to-one with a person. You're actually using that animal as sort of a median as well to help, you know, express your issues and express concerns you have with your mental health. You mentioned the emotional blackmail, if you like, and sort of difficult customers and the long hours. And But is there also a financial element to this? Because unlike humans, you know, we've got a Medicare system to fall back on. And I don't know the percentage of people who do take out pet insurance, but I can't imagine it's very high. Is it a situation where people actually should be factoring in in their budget? Because, you know, animals can be expensive? And is this something that we need to address? Look, that's absolutely one of the major factors. Um, And I think if you're speaking to vets who are in the vet industry, one of their main things is having to deal with client expectations and the money side of it. It is a very large component of it. Certainly, pet insurance is starting to get a bit more accessible to most people, but you're right that most people proportion wouldn't have it. I think what people need to understand is when you go to a a doctor or a hospital, human medicine, people need to understand that they are sort of Medicare. um, You've got private health insurance, you've got Medicare, you've got public health systems. So they're not actually seeing the cost of what it costs to actually run a hospital, pay your nurses, pay for the equipment, pay for everything to run a business. Because the veterinary industry, unless you don't have pet and health insurance, you have to pay for that. And I think a lot of people just don't understand that the cost of veterinary care is very high. And if an animal is very, very sick or requires surgery, the costs are extremely, um, can go into the thousands of dollars quite easily. And a lot of people may not be able to afford that. So they may be sitting there with a decision that they can't afford to save their animals. So they reflect that back on the vets saying, well, how can you live with yourself? You're only in it for the money. You don't love animals. And this is what vets have to deal with. They have to sort of take this on board. While they're trying to run a business, while they're trying to cope with their own emotional needs, when they would dearly love to be able to do everything they can for the animals, but finances are are definitely a big aspect of it. And also, I mean, most vets in Australia, unless you own the practice, they're on a very modest income, despite the time it takes to qualify as a vet, you know, up to seven years, I understand. 
Why is the pay so poor? And is this part of the reason why vets are leaving the industry? Yeah, for certainly for um, the professions. So if you're looking at law, medicine, vets are one of the lowest paid professions, but they would come out of university with one of the highest debts. So a vet degree now is about six years. And if you're coming out of that, you're coming out with $60,000 debt straight up. So you would be going into a clinic, maybe starting on a salary of 55000 which is extremely low and having to expect to do very long hours, meet people's expectations and having to pay down what is going to be a very large debt for a very, very long period of time. So there is a lot of pressure, especially for new graduates who go out and go into practice and are beginning to think, you know, haven't had the expectation of what real clinic life is like they're suddenly faced with this reality of, well, this is the job I've trained for, this is the debt I've got, but I'm not sure I can cope. Do you have any suggestions as to what steps need to be taken to address all these issues in the sector? Look, it is a major issue in the sector, obviously, and it has to be a whole industry solution. So Elenco is obviously partnering with Animal Therapies Limited to try and start getting some of these resources out to vets. Um, And this is just the first step of what we want to do. We actually want to explore this and just keep the momentum going and doing our bit to help. With respect to sort of helping manage these issues out in the clinic, I think definitely for vet students coming out of university, I think their expectations need to be realistically managed in a university environment. They're in a clinical setting with lecturers holding their hands and guiding them. And then suddenly they're thrust out into the real world of vet practice where they're dealing with clients who may not have money to do everything. And quite often, new graduates can be the ones that are are more likely to get abused by clients because they're sort of younger and inexperienced. So definitely mentoring programs, um, I think, would be very helpful. Also, during the degree to actually offer courses in conflict management, conflict resolution, how to manage stress levels, just to help them give these coping skills going out. Um, So sponsoring training, um, educating pet owners on the benefits of health insurance, and also educating pet owners of what vets are actually going through. We're not just there to take their money and pat their animal on their head. We are there as professionals to do the best we can in very trying circumstances. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, you know, there might be an opportunity here to run a sort of a public a campaign that's aired, whether it's aired within a veterinary surgery where people are sitting waiting to be seen by a vet or their animal, where people are just made more aware of the issues that vet face because I, I think probably vets see people in, um, in a very emotional state and they're not really thinking clearly sometimes and maybe a campaign managing people's expectations and, and raising their awareness of these issues would help. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, I think if consumers realise that when they go, and as you said, they're going often to a vet in a highly emotive situation with a sick animal, they may have the money, but the animal may have a condition that can't be saved and the vet has to say, look, this is the situation. So I think if people sort of understood that the person on the other side is not just there to take your money, they are there to help you, guide you through, support you as best they can. Um, a campaign just to show that to the the public. And I think a lot of people, in in consumers' defence, I think a lot of people, um, when I've been in practice, you always have a good base of clients who absolutely know what vets go through and actually love their vets. But you do get that that side that just don't. um, They just don't get it. So I think a campaign like that would be, you know, really beneficial. Are the problems more acute in um, rural areas than they are in the city or just there are different issues? 
I believe so. The issue with rural vets is a lot of them, um, it's very hard to get vets to move into the rural regions. Um, so they ve- are very understaffed. And so often you will have one vet in a very remote location. It may be just one or two vets running the practice. Unfortunately, rural situations also, they don't have the benefit of maybe an emergency service to send animals to when they clock off at seven o'clock. So they're also having to do after hours work. So it's not unknown for a vet to maybe, if it's a one-man practice, be on call like virtually 24 hours a day for seven days a week. And quite often they are very much more isolated and they are much more prone to depression um, because they have the lack of support um, services out there. And again, it's vets really needing to admit if they need the help, not try and just, I can't cope, but I'm just going to have to keep going on because who else is going to do the job? Vets need to be able to give a a way that they can say, I'm not coping. What are some strategies I can do? What are some help I can get? And I think this is where Elanco with the ATL partnership is really, I'm hoping will be really beneficial for rural vets and for local. Kate, thank you for joining me on Pause for Thought today. That's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. (music) 